0: Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established wickedly smart women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the wickedly smart women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create change all around the world. Now here's your host, Emerald Green Forest.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Emerald Greenforest, and today I have a very smart, very spunky, very successful guest. Her name is Jen Duplessis. She is America's mortgage mentor, an international speaker, top-selling author, and podcast hostess. She is the founder of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Black Fox Investments, and Valor Home Solutions. She's the author of Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights, and is also the host of the first mortgage-specific and top-rated podcast, Mortgage Lending Mastery. She spent over 35 years in residential mortgage lending and was ranked in the top 200 loan originators in the U.S. and in the top 1% for over 15 years. It is such a pleasure to have you here today, Jen. Thank you so much for coming.
2: Well, thank you so much, Emerald, for inviting me, and I am delighted to be here, and I cannot wait to share whatever questions you're about ready to ask me well i am
1: very excited to have you on jen because not only are you a very successful businesswoman but you're a woman who's been in the money game for a very yeah. long time <laughs> and um you know i think a lot of women even the very smart ones even the wickedly smart women sometimes have hesitation or lack of knowledge and wisdom or mm-hmm. fear or other issues in their relationship with money. So I think we're going to talk a lot about that today, both uh, from a practical point of view. I mean, you're a loan originator, right? So you need to know some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. You've you've been in the mortgage business for years, right? So that's like basic money, right? Knowing what you need to have to be able to get a loan. And then we have big money, which is like running multiple businesses and just being in the money game. So I'd love oh, yeah. to have you talk about what called you into that, Jen. What's the
2: backstory on that? <laughs> I wish there was something that called me into mortgages. <laughs> I wish I it's actually not something that anyone can go to school for. You can't go to college for it. There's no degree in mortgages. So, you know, people just kind of flop into it. It's it's the most amazing thing. You know, for me, I was pre-med. I was going to be a cardiologist and I was pre-med at Colorado State University and you know, took class and just hated it, and it changed my whole trajectory, which is silly, but right now, I, I think I'm better off than doctors, and it has nothing to do with coronavirus as we're, as we're talking through this, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But I changed my gear into architectural design and construction engineering. Um, it's still all you know logical thought process, still math and science mm-hmm. related. And at the time that I graduated, I couldn't find a job in the architectural world because it was male dominated and it still is right and so i went to a job interview for a mortgage company and rates were 18 and a half percent and i said wow what's percent i had no idea <laughs> right I had absolutely no idea what i was getting into and the rest is history you know and i really was fortunate Myself and three other women have really forged the way for other women in this industry that was predominantly male and now still that way, still the good old boy banking world, but more women are speakers, more women are top producers because we're able to multitask, right? So that's how I got in. I mean, it wasn't that I was compelled to it, but because I'm a numbers freak anyway, I'm all about the numbers and very much a, a technician when it comes to the numbers.
1: Beautiful. Well, I'd love to have you talk about your like personal relationship with money and your own comfort level with money as a business yeah. owner because yeah. you know there's a difference between you know, doing, running the numbers on other people's money. And oh, then right. all of a sudden it's your money when you're running your own business. So if you could talk a little bit about that journey, if you had, I mean, maybe you didn't have any challenges, but maybe you had a lot of challenges. Yep. So and I'd I love to have you talk about that. Have,
2: yeah, I still have them. You know, how alcoholics say that they're always an alcoholic, I've always had money issues, right? A, a relationship with money that's just kind of really weird, and, I, and I'm happy to explain it to you, but it's probably not as weird as, as anybody else's because we all have challenges, but I was or am one of 37 first cousins, very big Catholic family. There were five men and five women, 10 kids, and of that 37, when I was younger, I was the only one who was an only child. And uh, later my brother came. He is 13 years younger than me. And um, my father was an alcoholic. My mother was a verbal abuser. And the two of them fought all the time. And they were the, you know, the poorest of the family and the, you know, all the bad things that happened with family, you know, and I fortunately lived next door to my grandparents and an uncle uh, who's still living today, an uncle that lived in the, still lives in the same house. <laughs> he never got married. And uh, he had all these nicknames for kids, for all of us kids, you know, like Stan the man and Gene the machine. And for me, he had Jenny who ain't got a penny. And uh, one of the reasons I don't go by Jenny these days, and if someone call, says Jenny, it, I immediately get sucked back into that life, right, that that past. And he told me, you're not going to be worth anything. Uh, You're going to be just like your father. You're going to be an alcoholic. You're going to be just like them. Right. And um, I didn't understand it in the beginning. So I carried a penny around in my shoe. And every time he said, Jenny, you ain't got a penny. I'd pull the penny out and say, no, I do. Look at me. I do. You know, thinking it's a joke. It wasn't until later that I really understood what it really meant. But one day I came into the house when mom and dad were fighting, and they did almost every day, and my dad had a shotgun to my mother's head. And uh, thankfully, he didn't pull the trigger. But that was the tipping point for me that I said, This is not going to happen. I am not going to be Jenny who ain't got a penny. I'm going to prove to everybody that I am worthy, not just from a financial perspective, but I'm not going to be an alcoholic and all those things. And so my whole life, my DNA changed and everything I did was to prove, 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 right? And so I was runner up Miss Colorado. I was the state champion tennis player. I mean, you name it, right? And, and even, you know, pre-med, all of these things, but it carried into my work environment as well. So push, 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 right? Always. Why do I own four businesses? Proving, proving, proving even today, right? That, oh, I can handle it, right? The challenge is that, and I've had to learn how to, to cope with this, and there are days, you know, that people fall off the wagon, right? I've had to learn to cope with it, is that when I get money, I unconsciously sabotage the receipt of the money because I'm not worthy of it. And so I find a way to quickly spend it and burn a hole in my pocket, Right. So I had to learn how to do that, and, and occasionally that will happen, but it only happens with me buying lipstick now, <laughs> mm. right? <laughs> not a big thing. I never buy anything big. <laughs> um, I'm too squeaky for that, you know? But that's that's really the challenge that I've had is just relearning that, and then more importantly is teaching my kids mm. to not be like that. It's so easy to just let our habits become their habits, right? And so we wanted to make sure we had a healthy environment for our children and that they learn about money early on. And we, you know, um, subscribed to Dave Ramsey early on so that they could learn those, those things. And I've learned them too, but, but it is a challenge, you know, because I still have that limiting belief that finds its way back to me every once in a while that says, you're really not worthy of this. So you should probably let it go and get rid of it as fast as you can.
1: Mm, wow. Well, there's so much in that, Jen, uh, <laughs> that I actually resonate. My parents, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom was abusive verbally, physically, mentally, emotionally, probably had her own you know, mental health issues. I had the idea of the penny in your shoe, but it wasn't around having a, a family member start programming me like you had, you know right. what I mean? You got literally programmed by a family member to have these beliefs and conditioned by a family member. So for me, it was like the penny in your shoe was kind of like that extra little thing that you wanted to make sure you had a penny in your shoe, like a just in case kind of thing. Yeah,
2: to feel it and know that, yeah. yeah, and that- and,
1: and more like it was a just in case kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of carried the Okay, I need to always have like hidden money.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Scarcity. Like a little
1: like a little bit of hidden yeah. money, right? Hidden money in my shoe, hidden money in a box in my closet, whatever, right? So, um fascinating. It's amazing what we yeah. are conditioned to believe as we grow up. So, yeah. and I also had the top Whatever. You got to be the top Every, this, the top up, the proving thing, all the things, yep. all those yep. things. So, yep. you know, it's, I, I totally am tracking with you. What I want to ask you now is when you did start to step into your own sovereignty, right? started to correct those old patterns and those mm-hmm. old pieces mm-hmm. of conditioning, and you started to get vision around having your own company and building something that was yours, what things did you do to, to value your vision and value yourself? And do you continue to do that allows you to now be able to have it, to hold it and to be in comfort, comfort and in right. right relationship with money?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there were several triggers and, you know, I I don't want to go into all of them because we don't have all the time, but, but, you know, as you know, you've heard my story, you know, about being with my family at dinner and not really being with them, being outside, taking care of clients and sabotaging my, my whole life, chasing money mm-hmm. that I was just going to let go anyway, <laughs> Right, because i was going to find a way to get rid of it. Right. And screw mm-hmm. it up. And, uh, you know, that was a real tipping point for me. And for me, it was the clarity of what I really wanted in life, not what everybody else wanted for me, but what I wanted. And I think that comes with maturity, you know, that we, we finally get to that point where we are who we are. And I knew I was heading into that place where I would be this person for the rest of my life. And, you know, for me, it was that, you know, money's not gonna solve all my problems. It's not a destination. I want to look at what truly, truly fulfills me. And most of us don't even answer that question, you know, like what really, really, really makes you happy? And it's from like from the notebook, you know, where he says, What do you want, woman? What do you want? Right. And what I realized is that, you know, I had been sort of skipping a stone across a lake all my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just go to the next thing and prove this and prove that and skip, 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 skip. And I really never stopped long enough to figure out what was important to me. And once I had the clarity of that mm-hmm. and the, I could then be intentional about what the purpose was behind the money I was trying to make. And yeah. then it was going to serve a bigger purpose, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and that's when I started the other businesses because I, I said, you know, it's not an accumulation of, of money. What I want to be able to do is do some of these other things that I have a passion for And to create a, you know, a legacy or a dynasty of perpetuity for my kids.
1: Mm. Beautiful. I love that. Well, we're already at the break. It's fast. It comes so fast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But when we come back, we're going to let people know where they can find out more about you. Right now, though, Wickedly Smart Women, we would love to have your help. If you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. And please help by sharing with all of your lovely lady friends. Uh, Let them know that we are here so that they can Consume some of this delicious content as well. Please help me out by having them rate, download, and review. We are welcoming thousands of listeners from all over the world. I do want to say thank you to our listeners. And to celebrate, we are charting in the entrepreneurship category in New Zealand at number one for Wiggly Smart Women. So that's really exciting and fun. And what I love about charting is. All I'm doing is showing up and doing the show. There's nothing that you can do to manipulate this charting thing. So that means it's because of you listeners that we are charting. So I'm really grateful for you. And thank you so much for tuning in. I want to say a shout out right now to our listeners in uh, one of New Zealand's close neighbors, Malaysia. And we will be right back with
0: Jen Duplessis. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Creative Age Consulting Group. Women, are you ready for a big revenue breakthrough so you can stop working like a man and being paid like a woman? Are you ready to take the leap and go deep to claim your value and convert your wisdom to wealth? Is now the time to fulfill your mission and change the world? Creative Age Consulting Group is hired by women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance and be heard by millions while building a sustainable business model that makes bank. Please visit apply.wealthylifemethod.com to apply for an invitation-only consultation. If you have been inspired to receive support in welcoming wealth by making your most heartfelt contribution to the world, be sure to apply for a consultation today. Once again, that is apply.wealthylifemethod.com or click in the link in the show notes to access the application.
1: And we are back with Jen Duplessis. You can find out more about Jen and her consulting business and her podcasts at jenduplessis.com forward slash seven, that's the number seven strategies. And when you go there, there's seven strategies for you. We'll let Jen talk specifically about what those are. And we will have this link in the show notes for you. So Jen, what are people going to find when they get to jenduplessiscom forward slash seven strategies?
2: Well thank you for asking. Yeah. So you know that is my gift to everybody is just what just what we're talking about is seven strategies to get your mindset around Running your business in a different manner. And it's based on what we were just talking about, you know, is making sure that you have your priorities set. And one of the things that I know about entrepreneurs is that whether you're like me, who just has to be number one at everything and, you know, pressuring myself to be that, you know, in the old days, and now I'm still competitive, but, you know, in the old days, is that what we do is that we build a business and then we try to fit our lives in it. And so this is a way for you to sort of sit back. Slow down so that you can speed up in your business by sitting back and saying, you know, what truly does make me happy? Am I surrounded with the right people? So that instead of building your business and trying to squeeze you in, you're now amplifying what's important to you and then building your business around it. And it is so wonderful when you can do something like that, you know, when you can uh, leave your business to run itself enjoy time with your family. You know, I have three grandkids and it allows for me to have more time with them and less time with my business. But it requires a lot of intentionality and a lot of really, really good focus in your business to get in and get out.
1: Yeah, I love that. Every day, yeah. Well, you know, they say that there's such a thing as scope creep when you are doing proposals for other people. And we, I think entrepreneurs, we have, we scope creep ourselves, right? So one of the things that you brought up earlier was the question, what is it that you want? And I will say that for me, that was actually a pivotal, life-changing question Mm -hmm. a a friend of mine asked me when I was 38 years old and I was on the you know at that point in time I was in the real estate business and I was you know national chairperson of my trade association you and I have a lot of a lot of stuff in common
2: right Nashua
1: (laughs) yeah including Nashua right so uh, I live in Nashua and Jen lived in Nashua at one point as well Mm -hmm. so we have so much in common so this question, what is it that you want, is such a power question. I just really want to underscore that for our listeners and really invite you to just take the time to slow down, especially if, like right now we're recording this during the coronavirus shutdown, who knows when this is going to air, if we're still going to be in shutdown or if we're going to have another shutdown, who the heck knows, but right. you actually have the power to shut down your own life for a little bit and get to the core of this question. So. When you asked yourself that question or had some support, I'm guessing you had some support at some point, because the question came out from outside of me when I got it. When you got that question, where were you at? Did you have support? What was that support like? And what did you answer for yourself specifically? Like, What was it specifically that made you happy, that you discovered that you wanted?
2: Yeah, it's a great question because um, one is, no, I didn't have any outside support in the beginning because I was so ashamed of the fact that my business was more important than the people in my life. And so it was an inside job. (laughs) so to speak. And so I didn't have support, but I started, I just, I knew that, you know, that situation where I was outside, you know, the, the restaurant and looking at it, it it impacted me so badly, so well, I guess, or badly Mm -hmm. was so strong of an impact that it again was, you know, that tipping point where there's no turning back and I have to make a decision. So for me, it was what in my life, I I believe that a, a life of values adds more value in your life. And so I had to really figure out what are my values? Because once I figured out my values, I could then figure out what I wanted. What do I really, really want? And so for me, for example, my values are faith, family, and stability. Um, but the question is, you know, when you're, you're sitting down, and you're going, what are my core values? And by the way, to do this, to sit down and not say, oh, well, what are my values? You know, because people will say, uh, faith. Is that a value? You know, they'll ask it as a question. <laughs> it's more about what upsets you. What, what really upsets you when people do things, you know? So if someone isn't ethical, you're like, being authentic is my value, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's the opposite as you're trying to explore this, you know? For me, it was uh, the frustration that that so many people have moved away from um, the church, right? Or from Christianity, and and they're just not practicing that. So that's where that came in. But the next part about it is, so if faith is important, if family and stability are important, then am I living that every day of my life or am I scooching that aside? And as entrepreneurs, many of us would say our family is important to us. Well, then I would say to you, well, then why are you working till 1130 at night? Why are you working on weekends? Why is your client more important than your family? Why is it that, you know, the, my mom has this quote, you're just going to love it. It is, we flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests, but we deal many a thoughtless blow to those we love the best. Wow So Thanks, if family, Mom. <laughs> yeah if family if family is that important, then why are you giving all those blows, right? So once I figured out my values, I could then turn that around and say, "What do I want?" right? I want a life where a hundred years from now, my kids are talking about their great great grandma right I want to leave a, a mark on the world. I want to live my faith to the fullest and not make it secondary to chasing the Almighty dollar because when I do that, I get it back tenfold right mm-hmm. and so it 's really about my priorities and certainly with the uh, stability for me it 's not only stability of my time but it 's also stability of income, and so it it constantly says to me. Uh, you know, hey, that shiny object. There's a new tech or whatever. I'm saying, wait a minute, hold on. Does that create stability or instability when it does? So all of my decisions in my life and in my business are now predicated and and working around this life of values. So I, again, I would just say to everybody, you know, take some downtime. Just take a day for yourself and you know. Look, and I'm serious about this. It's crazy stuff because I like it. I mean, that's why it's crazy. It's to me, but I love watching ants carry food. I love sitting and watching ants. Yeah, they are the most incredible. They're like, Hey buddy, get over here and help me carry. It's just real. you know what? It makes me smile. Look at me smiling as I'm doing this. Right. I absolutely love doing stupid little stuff like that. So my, my goal is how do I get more of it? Yeah. How do I get more of it? I love dancing. I'm a competitive ball, ballroom Latin and swing dancer. How do I get more of that?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so every decision I'm making is so that I can be completely fulfilled and, and, completely in line with my core values at the same time.
1: Beautiful. I love that. How do I get more of what fulfills me and is in alignment with my values at the same time? Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I like watching the ants too.
2: (laughs) I don't know. It's a funny. I mean, I like. They're so
1: industrious. They really are.
2: Woodpeckers and you know. I mean, I I live on twenty-one acres, so I get a lot of animal stuff around here. But I do. I just you know, I'm I'm literally saying whatever makes you happy. Make a list of it.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And I want to also underscore here what you're saying, Jen, about whatever makes you happy. Part of the work of getting distilled around that, I think, is becoming clear that what the world tells you will make you happy that you have been pursuing. If you are not feeling happy in the pursuit of that, you know, whether it's the fancy nails or the 27 inch eyelashes or the, you know, uh, latest high heels that make you, uh, you're up so high that your nose is touching the ground. Yeah. Um, You know, if those things are not actually authentically making you happy, you may have to do an inventory and clean the closet first before you can actually get to what authentically will make you happy. Would that be a fair yeah. statement, Jen? Oh, yeah.
2: I definitely think that is. And, you know, my hope is that anyone who's listening is not, doesn't have the, the type of situation that I had, you know, that, that slapped me in the face and said, you know, my family's in that restaurant creating um, dreams and memories without me in them. And there were times where my daughter said, you don't remember going to this place? And she said, I no, had no idea that we went there. And she said, yeah, we went there for a week's vacation, mom. You're kidding. I can't remember. That's sad. And so my hope is that no one has something slap them in the face to get there. But on the backside of it, you know, on the backside of that, awful emotional situation, you know, fast forward 10 years and my husband and I were in Europe for a whole month. My business was running by itself. I'm sitting in a quaint little hotel in, in Spain, in uh, Barcelona. And I look over to my husband and I'm like, wow, he's my husband for 37 years now, right? He's my husband. And look at us, look how far we've come. And that's that I want more of now. Right. Right. All the time. I want more of that. And I do have more of it. That was probably 10 years ago itself. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's, so I just, I hope that no one has to have a slap in the face, you know, an incident that does this, you know, take this now, grab the reins and get control so that you can live the life that you really wanted to. And, and, you know, mastering your priorities, you know, as soon as you can master your priorities, you're going to be able to master your life.
1: Beautiful. I love it, Jen fantastic interview. Thank you so much for being here. Jen also has a book. I, can you please tell us the name of the book really quickly? Because yep, I see called, it over your shoulder there. Yeah, yep, <laughs>
2: I always have it there. Uh, yeah, it's called Launch How to Take Your Business to New Heights. That's right. She's. I put. I said that in the, in the bio. Okay. Yeah, so okay.
1: you guys can find that book on Amazon, I'm okay. sure. Or is it on your yep. website? It's on Amazon, your website.
2: Amazon, I think it's on the website too. I don't know. I awesome. can't remember everything. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't remember everything either. But
1: <laughs> what I do remember is that it is time now for us to end our show and so thank you so much for being here jen it's been a pleasure to have you listeners we do love feedback please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line at 402 0043 extension 4343 or send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickilysmartwomen.com we might even give you a shout out on the show thanks for tuning in keep your ears open and remember you
0: are a wonderful woman Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to review and rate Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.